That's right. The boys are back in town. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. I'm. We them boys. We we are the boys. I am so stupid sometimes when you do those because they're like weirdly <laughs> themed like ninety percent of the time, and every right. time I'm just like, oh yeah, this song, and then I'm like, I, oh. I, I think of it right before we hit play. That's what took me so long. I was like, well, oh shit, I need a, I need an intro song. What do we? Oh, the boys are back. Yep, we are we are back in pretty much full swing now. Yeah, the plan is to make it an official like weekly thing. So the break is over. Um, we're done. We're rejuvenated. So we're we're back on a regular sketch. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. Uh, we we're coming back with quite a bit of vigor. So um, will it be any better? Probably not. <laughs> but is it are you gonna have it every week uh here's the hoping yep <laughs> that's the plan I'm not gonna make any promises but <laughs> um yeah so welcome back to uh the only podcast worth listening to uh two Agreed. friends three questions i'm eli uh i'm mitch <laughs> well um yeah we're back how was your week did you have a good uh did you have a good weekend so far uh yeah, actually it has been it yeah, actually it's been a good week. Uh working the new job. It's a completely different barrel of monkeys. Uh yeah, but yeah. it's been good keeping me keeping me on my toes. So it's been good. But yeah. yeah I'm sure. Yeah, it's been a good weekend. Uh big revelation. Uh I watched uh Midsummer. Yeah. And that's so. what we're gonna talk about today. So if you <laughs> Don't want it spoiled. I don't even know if you can spoil this movie, right? It's a pretty much spoiler from the get go. Um, <laughs> you kind of know well, what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, man, it's just it, it's a it's a big old acid trip of fear and. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and just forewarning, this is going to be everybody's warning. Uh, it's a pretty graphic movie, so we're going to yeah. talk about some stuff. I don't think it's going to be too bad um because that's not what that's not the focus of it um but yeah, yeah. It, it is very very gory right so this this episode is going to get a little pg-13 yeah or r. It, it's straight up r uh so don't let your kids listen to it yeah it's yeah it's, uh, it's a little <laughs> as bit opposed to every other episode which i'm sure you, you yeah know, completely with your kid kids friendly. <laughs> yeah uh yeah for sure so yeah we're gonna get into that um it's gonna be good or it's gonna be something uh yeah. so before that well we have a couple options we can do a lightning round or we can crack open a beer what do you want to do first uh let's let's get into what you're drinking and then good we will, call we will lightning good answer round the sir. son of a bitch because i'm thirsty I am parched. I've got a Bellhaven Brewery Scottish Ale, um, and this is a beer from England. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so let me just, uh, I've got their, their their website pulled up because I love the way that they, they word this. Uh, lots of biscuity malt character from the best quality Scottish malted barley. 
Crystal malt, add toffee and caramel taste, and black malt contributes a crisp, stringent balance. Challenger and Golding's hop add a fresh herbal and resin hop note, as well as a refreshing bitter linger to balance the sweet malt character. Wow. It's nutty, biscuity, and smooth. Wow. So, (laughs) I've never heard of a beer described as biscuity, but... Yeah, I don't know if I want that. You know what? It's actually not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. I really, I really like Scottish ales. It's it's challenging, and that's what I want. Yeah, it definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, they have a lot going on. I haven't had one in long enough that I can't really like go into detail. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I think I've always uh, liked them. Yeah, if if you have the opportunity, one of my favorite Scotch ales to pick up is from uh, Oscar Blues Brewery, which is basically one of my favorite breweries. Um, they have a Scotch ale called Lil Chub. I want to say. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good one though. <laughs> huh. All right. Yeah, I'll ha- I'll have to uh, check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so, I'm a big fan of this beer. I'm I, I think we made the right choice. So Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What you uh what you drinking on? All right. So I have something kind of different. I just saw it at the gas station and picked it up like I do everything else. Um it is called Saint <laughs> King Archer <Cobra>. Gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's a Guinness motherfucker. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, um, so what is it? It is a Saint Archer Gold, and it it says on the can, and this piqued my curiosity. Ultimate light beer. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't know what ultimate means. Um. So I like to just read the can because I never prepare. Um. Because I'm always guessing when I pick this shit out. But it says. <laughs> Uh, St. Archer Brewing Company was founded on a unique strain of creative talent. World-class brewers, artists, musicians, and athletes all coming together with passion and commitment to express our collective true love, craft beer. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) So, I don't know if you could do craft beer and then be like, it's the ultimate light beer. (laughs) Right. It has 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a... It's very health conscious of you. That's all I got, and it is piss fucking clear. That is water. <laughs> I don't even see any head. There's no bubbles. Doesn't look like there's any uh, carbonation in it. <laughs> Dude, this is so watery. It really. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm on the fence. I have okay. no strong opinion because it doesn't taste bad. But it doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes. So why like, am I drinking it? Yeah, beer flavored water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like you, because I, I don't. I don't know. I drink enough beer now that I'm not even drinking to get drunk. I'm just drinking beer, right? It's so <laughs> much a part of my routine, and but I like it. Like you know, I I want a beer, and right. a I view being drunk as a side effect of beer. Like sure, it's just sure. gonna happen. Yeah. Well, yesterday when I, I I had a buddy come over and um it was I was drinking coffee all morning. I'm a big coffee guy. Uh, and then as soon as it was twelve o'clock, I was like, oh, it's beer time. So probably ten after twelve, I cracked open a beer just because it was like, you know. And it, I I don't mean to sound like an alcoholic because I'm far from it, but you know, it's one of the staples of being over 21 an adult uh you're working all your life it's one of the few enjoyments you get really like <laughs> yeah i mean you know 
I mean, it, it's just, but that, but th so this is, we, I will say this is the biggest thing about this beer. It's making me question why I drink beer. Oh shoot. Well, that's not good at all. <laughs> well, it, but it's like existentially, right? Because yeah, I'm like, yeah. would I ever drink, buy this beer again? Because do I drink beer to get drunk or do I drink beer to like, cause I like beer. Yeah, right. Well, if you like, yeah, if you like, if you drink beer because you like the taste, and I, I do too, then that beer defeats the purpose of it. Because if you don't like the taste, then you might as well be drinking water. Uh, I think we're pretty much, we're we're really close to figuring out like the seventh step of like AA. Like, oh yeah, you can drink, <laughs> just only drink the ultimate light beer from the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, just drink you'll never want to drink again. Gold. Um, I, now I will say that if I wanted to get fucked up, like if I was like, yo, I'm I'm down to clown tonight, uh, I would drink these, man, because I'm I just drank half the beer accidentally. Yeah, okay, it's smooth. Because it huh? is smooth, <laughs> light, and yeah, it yeah. is a four point two percent beer. So okay, well that's not bad for like a you know ninety. What you what'd you say like nine ninety two calories or something like that. Yeah, 95 calories, 2.6 carbs. So you could pretty much slam these and and be pretty light on your tummy yeah, and yeah. get a good buzz. <laughs> so I, that's probably what they're good for. But, uh, yeah, interesting. This It's so – and especially drinking it out of a Guinness glass, it is so <laughs> the antithesis of Guinness. I cannot stress that enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it looks like it. <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. So I have some lightning round questions for you, sir. Yes. It is the first episode that we are recording in 2020. So because of this, I have to ask you, I don't want to ask you, do you have any New Year's resolutions? What do you think of New Year's resolutions? Is there anything? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that like I fall pretty heavily into the category that most people do nowadays, whereas like if you make it a New Year's resolution, you're not going to do it. Right, um, exactly. However, I do think like that I've made a pretty conscious decision just, you know, this year because I had so many big life changes at the end of the year mm -hmm. that I really kind of wanted to really throw myself at things more like I wanted to throw myself at work a lot more now since it's a little bit more of a viable career mm -hmm. I I want to throw myself you know at the podcast and knuckleball a little bit more just just to if anything just to achieve a lot of the goals we talked about right yeah um and you know I just yeah I just I just want to try harder like I don't want to let life like wash over me anymore yeah for sure for sure um but that's hard when you, you know, work a full-time job and, and have responsibility. I mean, you're tired at the end of the fucking day. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I want to take a more active role in my life. So that it's kind of a New Year's resolution, but it's also just hap happening naturally because I had all these life changes and then it was the end of the year. So it does feel nice to, you know, put a put a cap on 2019 and try to try to kind of go kind of go hard. In 2020. Right. Well, you're in a really good spot because you just got engaged. Um, so you're you're prop you're going to get married in 2020, right? That it is this year. Or, um, that is the plan. That okay, is. Cool. I, I also believe that that's the first time we mentioned that. I think on the podcast. Oh, did so. we? Oh, no, I thought we I thought we talked about it before. If it is, Maybe. sorry. 
I don't. I mean, that's fine. I don't care. I'm getting married. That's about all there really is to say. Because yep, I'm not Eli's gonna... getting hitched. So who, buddy? Yep. <laughs> Breaking God up. Bless her. Thousands of women's hearts across the United States. I know. Yep. We're not going to have as many listeners anymore because they're just going to be so <laughs> heartbroken that the the sexiest eligible bachelor on uh, host of the podcast is no longer an eligible bachelor. Uh, <laughs> really, nor was I before, but. <laughs> well, uh, no, yeah, you, you're in a really cool, unique position because like you also just got a new job. Like you said, like a bunch of life changes are happening and it's in, it's in a good, you're in a good time to be thinking about, you know, taking goals and stuff more seriously. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's yeah. really cool and helpful. So while I don't consider that like a new year's resolution, which, which is good. Cause I, I don't, like you said, people that set a new year's resolution usually don't, you know, follow through with them just because the, you know, the idea of that, that you have like at midnight on, you know, December 31st, like, Oh, I really want to travel more or whatever, like, isn't going to come to fruition unless you're serious about it. And I think you're, you know, taking steps to make that happen. Um, which is cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird spot to be in. I do feel like my life has started to pick up steam. So, mm-hmm. like, I could kind of just do all the cool shit I'm doing right now, like, you know, working on the podcast and playing a bunch of video games with my friends and doing. I could just do this forever because yeah. this is now my, you know, I mean, I'm 27, but I kind of just, just have sort of started to get on a fairly stable path. Um, that could change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, it would be good to maybe be healthy and drink less and eat better food and drink mm-hmm. more water. Um, but you know, one thing at a time, man. I'm only 27. Like, I'll get exactly. There. Yeah, we got we got time for that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what what about you? Any any major New Year's revelations you decided um, to no, implement? No, because I, I I you know I I don't agree with the idea of New Year's resolutions. Just because the calendar says that it's a new year doesn't mean anything. You know that changes anything. But I do. I, I am a full on believer in the idea of um, you know it's it's really good to have goals and. Um, uh, and I mean, for me, for me, one of those is like, you know, I've, I, I've always, you know, ever since you've known me, like I've, you know, weight has been a thing for me. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I lose a bunch of weight and then I kind of stop caring as much and then I gain it back a little bit. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a resolution, but I, I, I I'm doing keto again, which is good. So, I'm, um, you know, I'm becoming more conscious about what I eat and I'm slowly becoming better and better. I don't attribute that to the new years, but, um, just wanting to be the best, you know, version of me that I could be. Um, so I'm obviously always going to be wanting to lose weight. Um, but, uh, the, 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 the thing I did want to talk about though is, um, I read a study. Okay. Someone read a study and then told me that, (laughs) There we go. <laughs> there it is. Um, people that write down their goals and post them in a public place are three times more likely to attain their goals. Did you know that? Three times know. more likely. So, oh. um, so I that, that that's kind of something I've been doing like a, for a couple of years now. Is like I, I heard that fact and I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, New Year's aside, I think it is kind of important to put down into words, you know, what you want to accomplish, like on a physical piece of paper, like put it in your wallet, hang it on your mirror and look at it every day. So you kind of have a general, you know, that's in your, in the back of your mind. I think you're less likely to fail if you remind yourself of those goals and where you want to be. So I encourage all the listeners to do that. 
Yeah, that I mean, I I find that kind of surprising, but I guess it does kind of make sense. Yeah, if you if you can actually like remind yourself things, because it's it's get it's pretty easy to get caught up in like daily life. So um, I mean, I, it makes sense. But yeah, that's cool. Um, question two: What is the most underrated TV series that you have seen? Like one of your favorite shows that you can't talk about to other people because most people haven't seen it? <sighs> That's hard because I know a lot of people with different interests. So yeah. there's ones that I would love to talk about with more people with, but I, there's no way I could say it's underrated. Like Game of Thrones, for example, is not underrated. It was the most right. popular show. Exactly. You know ever when it ended um i'm i'm gonna go with right now it hasn't been out long but i'm i'm gonna go with the watchman hbo series oh okay yeah i haven't seen that i have hbo but i'll have to i'll check that out fucking no one even remembers when that was big when they when Zack snyder did the film and Mm -hmm. then you know even after that nobody knows really about the graphic novel i can't talk about it with anybody i can only pretty much talk about it with people who are into whatever HBO does or comic book stuff. Yeah. Um, but even the comic book guys aren't super into it because I think they hate when stuff like that happens. Yeah. Well, um, the Watchmen movie wasn't very well received, was it? It was somewhat divisive. Like, yeah. I know hardcore graphic novel fans weren't like, this is shit, but they were like, eh, this isn't very good. Yeah. And then people who didn't know the nuances i will say that the movie definitely did remove a lot of the nuances i feel the exact same about walking dead and i won't get into the nitty-gritty mitch has heard it well enough yeah <laughs> it unfortunately removed a lot of the nuances that made the comic book or the graphic novel uh that much better mm-hmm. because watchmen is not a graphic novel about superheroes it's really not it's about way more um the Zack Snyder film and Zack Snyder did 300 and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. it definitely was like that at times played up the parts that aren't important. Right. Um, so it, it, you know, it's just an ebb and flow back and forth. However, he stayed very true to the source material. Like there's shot for shot, uh, just redoing the graphic novel at times. Right. Um, you know, barring a few things. So really my answer being the watchman, just because I, it's only been my like buddies that I've been able to talk to it about it because they've watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it also, it's about race. Like the HBO yeah. series race is a huge factor and I think they do it really fucking well. It's not preachy. Yeah. It's just like honest and revealing and, and candid. So it could be a more important show. I just think with the Watchmen moniker, people aren't going to give it a fair shake. At, yeah. I, maybe it's super huge right now. I don't know. I, nobody I know has talked about it besides like my two friends. So. Yeah, right. No, that's a really good question. That's a really good point. Um, I That's a really good answer. Uh, and I'll have to watch that. Because um, I, I asked Erica this question and she was like, well, my, I mean, my, my friends don't really talk about, like, I'll make like a quote to The Office or something and my friends won't get it. I'll be like, The Office is not underrated. You're hanging out no. with the wrong people. That's what that means. Yeah, that's like, the problem. Like, like same with Letterkenny, which uh, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I don't consider Letterkenny like underrated because it's 
starting to get like blow up and be huge. Um, but they were on their like seventh season before they started to, you know, become a household name, I, I would say. So, yeah. Um, uh, but the runner up for me would also be Archer just because okay. like, yeah, yeah. I just started rewatching it and I just, I'm like, God damn, this show is just every season of that show is interesting. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. Um, it is, it, it, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, no one talks about Archer. Like, yeah, at all. I've got some friends that talk about Archer. Um, they like it a lot. Um, oh, yeah. again, it's just who you hang out with, but <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so my, my answer is it was a series on Showtime called I'm dying up here. Um, and oh. that's one that I literally can't talk to anybody about, even though it is one of my favorite TV shows I've ever seen. It was beautifully made. It has. So have you heard of it? No, I haven't even, I'm not a thing. Okay, exactly. See, most people have this reaction. Um, so there were, they only did like three or four seasons, uh, but it's basically the story of, it's set in LA in the 70s. It revolves around like the comedy store, like the, and how oh. like that, and how that like came to be, um, and how it became like famous. Um, and they kind of like follow like semi true stories. Like they have a, uh, a guy that plays like Richard Pryor, and like he'll come in there and just like do a set at the, uh, and it's really good, but it has like some super famous people in it. It's got like Brad Garrett, a whole bunch of like famous uh, comedians like Andrew Santino, Eric Griffin, um, Clark Duke, and that other dude that was his intern friend in the office are both in the uh, in the show. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's really good show, and uh, it, it's super funny because it's about a world of like comedians just like roasting each other, sitting around and trying to get famous, basically. Um, but it's also kind of a drama too, where some parts are like super sad. So definitely, definitely watch it so I can talk about it with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, no that that sounds super interesting. I yeah. don't have Showtime, and I will admit that I think HBO as a whole is better than Showtime. I'll Com- agreed, agreed. I'll, I'll say that, but Showtime really has some sleepers. Yeah, um, and they've had really good docu series that I've never got to watch, which is my my jam yeah um and, and i'll go ahead and talk about this real quick just because you know this this is kind of a looser episode we're not going very structured today <laughs> uh i wanted i did want to bring up because that did trigger my memory of a show it is newer um but i have tried to talk to this about people and nobody will listen to me okay um, it just came out on netflix not too long ago it's called don't fuck with cats oh dude i saw that did you watch it? It was so good. Yes, I was actually thinking about you. I, I, I was wondering if you'd seen it because I, I figured it would be something you'd dig. Oh my god! <laughs> I it, it's like five hours or something in the end. Yeah, I watched it all one night. I was like Me late too. to yeah. work the next day. Like <laughs> I could not stop watching it. Well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really count. You've seen it, so maybe more people are watching it than I've encountered. But Jesus, yeah, go watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah, buckle in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do they do hurt cats, which... I, dude, I... Bro. <laughs> bro. I was getting so mad. Yep. <laughs> those those first... They don't show anything, but you... It, it's... It's it's there and you could hear stuff and it's not like brutal. 
Um, right. But it is, it is, it just, it is so fucking sickening. It is. And yeah. I was getting, oh, dude, Street Justice Eli was coming back. Oh yeah, dude, he was yeah, coming back. Sure. I'm like, I'll find yeah. this motherfucker. I don't care. Right. Like, well, yeah, that's the, so I watched it with Erica too, and she's, you know, she's a big cat lover, yeah, and uh, yeah. she was, she, uh, she like had to look away for a lot of those parts, but it, it didn't I did. show anything, but it showed like you could get the the gist of what was happening. Um, but basically, it's about you know this guy who's fucked up and um created these videos where he like tortured cats and then spoiler alert moved on to humans shocker because that's what serial killers do Um, and then it's also kind of how about like the power of the internet and just these people on facebook that spend all their free time devoted to catching this guy and that part is like super interesting too like they basically ended up helping out finding this guy more than the cops did yeah and i won't I won't spoil it because I do think it's worth a watch, but Mitch, may, maybe if you, can you remember the very last scene of the documentary? Yes, dude. With that the main part one. was crazy. Yeah. yeah. When, when they, they, uh, they, they had the, the existential moment. Um, I literally like sat up in my chair and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. This is about um, more than what this was about. Exactly. And I was, it and, is one of those. Yeah. 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 Last question. Would you rather be in jail for a year or would you rather lose a year off of your life? Year off of my life because it's the same <laughs> really? fucking thing and I don't have to be in jail. That's fair, but Bro, I being... watch way too many prison shows. Year off your life, don't go to jail. I don't think those prison shows are super accurate. <laughs> oh. You ain't watching the right prison shows, buddy. I'm not talking, talking about, about like, like Orange is the New Black. I'm talking about like like documentary style D- yeah. documentary style um there i actually i watched a youtube channel um from this guy that like did 20 years uh or i he, he's a felon um he he did it out in california um okay don't i mean these are people with federal crimes right so i guess if we're talking jail versus prison i don't really what i'll say is if you're doing hard time fucking don't first off don't do it in california (laughs) okay because holy fuck um but yeah dude i mean he he'll just tell stories i mean these there was a dude they interviewed who like described in detail about watching a guy get his head smashed in jesus and him not being and and him like not like literally he talked about like the 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 smell of the blood in the air and the eye he could taste the blood in his mouth mm-hmm. and like having to sit there and watch it and he was like kind of cool with the dude dude it's I'm, wow yeah i mean these are extremes yeah but still dude like if you're doing hard time back security prisons like shit goes down yeah but i think that's also depicted just be from an entertainment value um and I mostly just say that because so my mom used to work like as a dispatcher at a jail. So like we would go visit her sometimes and I would like walk down the halls of this jail to like go get our lunch or something like we would have lunch there. And it was like the weirdest thing. I remember like first off, we would get like they would make they would have corn dog days where they would make everybody corn dogs, but they would take the take the stick out so they couldn't like shiv anybody. <laughs> So I don't know why that stuck out, but I would just like, I would just be like 11 years old walking around the hall. No, granted it was a county jail. So like not, there wasn't anybody there that did anything too bad. Um, 
and it, everybody was like pretty chill, like nothing crazy ever happened there. So from my perspective, like jail's not depending on which jail and where you're at, it's not as bad as what you know you see in the movies and stuff. Um, so I think that I would spend a year in jail. As long as I could continue to like, you know, come out of jail after that year and have my job and everything, and still have a relationship and have my bills paid, because um, basically it's a year off work, man. You don't have well, to go hey, to work it, for a year. <laughs> see, my my whole thing is that ain't how jail works, because um, you don't have any of that shit when in you get in the county out of jail. jail that probably had thirty people in it uh, when I visited. It it was fine. <laughs> well, okay, so like that would be the distinction, right? If we're talking yeah, about yeah. jail, not prison jail yeah maybe but also i like i don't know like yeah i i I think my answer would say the same if we're talking about prison specifically no contest no (laughs) argument take a year off my life i do not want to go to prison okay (laughs) yeah the other i guess point to you is uh it, it also depends on which year, because if you live to your 95, that last year doesn't matter anyway. Like, that, that was my I thought die, process. <laughs> I want to die when I'm like 70, because like I don't want to be able to not take care of myself or drive anywhere. Like, that last year is basically just used out of it anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to be an invalid. I mean, we've talked about death before, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. But I mean... The another point to me is you could have a year just to like focus on yourself, like you know, work out, read for the first Bro, time I'm in sorry. thirty years. <laughs> you I, no fucking. I'm just saying, if you had a year to do whatever you wanted to do within the confines of the space, you would you could get jacked. People do that but all the you, time. Michael Vick came you, out of jail more ripped than he was when he was in the NFL. But if you had a year. If you had a year time, you ain't doing it in jail. You're doing it in prison. People are only <laughs> okay. in jail because they're waiting for their court date. Okay. All right. That's a good point. <laughs> so you're doing a year in prison, my man. Like, you ain't doing yeah. it in jail. Dude, I'm just saying, like, look, I, I get you, but dude, max security prisons are not that fucking way. Okay. <laughs> At all. Dude, I, I swear, man. I'm okay. terrified. I'm I'll sure never go. I'm- I, I will never go. <laughs> You think you watch Shawshank Redemption once, and you think you're an expert on the <laughs> you, subject. You, now you're a con. You you watch and a do frame. All uh, right, awesome. all right. So that was all the lightning round questions I had. Okay, yeah. Sorry, we really got into it. Oh, uh, that was good. No, that was good. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. We'll, you know, we're not going to talk about it too long because we've we've gone pretty long already. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but that's fine. I mean, we, we, we wanted to, uh, we had a lot of things to go over and we're like, Hey, we do have something to talk about. So let's do an episode. It was pretty loosey goosey today. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so what I have been thinking about was the two and a half hour journey that I went on last night, which was the film Midsummer. So Midsummer, um, is a film. (laughs) It is. It is a film. And that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie. So here's the... Th- it's just so hard to describe because you, I cannot prepare anybody to watch this movie. He, so he, I'll give you my brief summation. I saw a trailer for this movie and I thought, wow, that looks cool. And mm-hmm. the whole premise of the movie, or at least in the trailer, is all these people going to like Sweden and 
uh, being a part of this very odd, very trippy commune, um, and things go bad. It it mm-hmm. is a horror movie, but like an it's more of like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. kind yeah. of vibe. That's the part that I did like about it. It is a very, I think it's going to be an important movie um, because it's kind of a genre bending, like um, Mm. it's not a slasher film, but it is a horror film that has some really pretty, like, you know, the, 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 the scenery that they shoot of, um, where are they at? Scotland, Iceland. I haven't seen in a while. Uh, Um, Sweden. Sweden, duh. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they have really cool shots of Sweden that just make it look beautiful, and there's a whole bunch of, like, colors, and the way that they film it makes it look like, oh, man, this is, looks like a Wes Anderson film, almost, <laughs> like, but, yeah. but then, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, has a terrifying underlying, because, like, it's so pretty, something, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, um... But well, well, so so here's how I encountered it is because so I watched that trailer right, and I thought it was I I I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to watch it. It seemed interesting. Um, so cut to me never seeing it. You know, just moving on, forgetting about it. And then I watched a clip from the movie, mm-hmm. and this clip made me very very uncomfortable. Yeah, and made me like be like. I don't want to watch this shit because I am at a point in life where I don't like to watch horror movies. I don't like to watch torture movies. I don't like to watch any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's like, you know, it. I, I have too much empathy and I relate too hard and it freaks me out and I get all in my head and I'm like, oh, what would I do? Oh, what does that feel like? Like, And I put my, I, I have so much empathy that I try to get to what I would feel yeah and that and that's that's like a bummer yeah that that's not good yeah 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 so i yeah. try to still steer clear um yeah. now however my problem isn't so much the empathy thing mine is like i'm trying to go to bed that night and i keep picturing the visuals of yeah, the movie that's that the part too. that that's that's the reason i don't watch horror movies because like i don't want to see that you know disgusting stuff like you know this really negative imagery like and i'm the kind of guy that i'll just think about it for days i'll wake up at 3 a.m yeah. and be like oh yeah remember that fucked up part of midsummer good luck going back to sleep ah no <laughs> yeah yeah i no. it's it it I have had so many experiences where just a random part in the movie in, in a movie has uh I'm for lack of a better word triggered me. Yeah. Because I didn't know it was gonna have such a profound like effect on me. Yeah. And it turned out to be like my greatest fear or something that makes me like anytime that there is any sort of like molestation or anything in a movie, mm-hmm. it fucks me up for days. Yeah. And I think it's just that empathy factor. And it, credit to filmmakers, there was that Stephen King movie on Netflix. I don't remember what it was called, where the the woman ended up handcuffed to the bed for days and had I, to escape. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it. I maybe <laughs> people know what it is. I, all I will tell you is that movie is a brilliant fucking movie because it was the most terrifying movie ever. But a lot of it was just because of how profoundly they represented trauma. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, credit to them. But I don't want to watch it because, holy, it fucked me up for a week. Easily. Right. A week. Like, it was rough, that movie. Anyways. Yeah. 
I didn't want to watch Midsummer. I did not want to watch it. And my best friend was like, I, I mentioned it to him. I was like, man, I saw a clip from Midsummer, and I it just fu- it kind of fucked me up for a little bit. And he was like, dude, you want to watch it? I want to watch it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it. He's like, dude, come on, watch it. So sure enough, like. You know, last night I'm, you know, we're doing our thing, and he's like, yeah. "All right, you want to watch it?" We got talked into watching it, and I sat down and watched it. So, biggest takeaways from the film. Here's what I'll say: This has some of the most beautiful cinematography I have ever seen. Yes, cinematography—that's the word that I couldn't come up with. <laughs> yeah, just the way they shot this thing. Um, the dialogue is incredible. Like mm-hmm. whoever wrote it. Um, like, like just the writing is smart that the, all these all the actors and actresses were brilliant like mm-hmm. just in their ability to carry a scene that is mostly dialogue um is phenomenal yeah. uh, the effects in the movie are incredible mm-hmm. um i think that i mean there obviously was cgi for the um acid e part yeah, drugs yeah. play a big part in this movie also Mm-hmm. Um, but for those drug trip scenes, um, they you know they they were doing CGI, but there was a lot of practical effects in the movie as well, um, which blew me away because what I felt like I wasn't staring at a green screen the whole time. I it felt like I don't know if they did shoot it on location. I don't know how they filmed the damn thing. All mm-hmm. I know is I was blown away by like all the practical effects they did the the cgi they did was even great i mean i've heard people tell me that this was the most realistic depiction of an acid trip ever Mm -hmm. like i've heard multiple people be like no that is pretty much what happens Mm. and and i even i was kind of like uh (laughs) like i felt (laughs) like i was high like i like right it it was a beautiful movie mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Um, oh boy, though, <laughs> does this thing get just get off the rails? I mean, yeah. I I mean I I don't even want to say it. like here's the thing. I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was my I takeaway. liked it. Um, I liked it after like having a few days to process what happened. Uh, immediately yeah. like turning off the movie, I was like that sucked um i'm mad for that for it being such a long movie and wasting my time uh because i didn't get the way it ended but after having some time i was like okay that could not have ended more perfectly yeah yeah and yeah and we and we won't get too much into that part but my bit so i i I wanted to try to surmise everything uh fairly quickly here with being um when the movie when it rolled credits and and we talked about it and also this was like four in the morning like by yeah. the time we finished this thing so i mean i'm like drunk and like <laughs> oh Maggie. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i'm like not okay um i just kind of said like to me this was a movie that made a lot of statements about relationships religion and culture mm. Yeah, and that's what right. I felt like the was the movie. The biggest takeaway I had, which I think is interesting, is um, we talk about cultures a lot. I think this movie posed the question is, just because it's a cultural norm, does that make it okay? Right. That was, that was uh, 
that was one takeaway I had. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's that's a good thought. Um, and I my answer would be no, mm-hmm. just because it's a part of a culture does not make it okay. Personally, right? Yeah. Um, well, lots of lots of different cultures have different. Well, I mean, for for example, like um, we're you know we're we're a culture that eats a lot of meat, um, like beef. Like there are a lot of cultures in the east that don't eat cows, um, but for us that's a totally normal everyday thing. McDonald's right. is killing it, um, but <laughs> they're doing pretty good as far as I've heard. Like... They're doing they're, they're doing okay, I guess. Um, and I don't think it's just me that visits uh, on occasion. Um, <laughs> but you know, in other parts of the world, they they eat certain things that we think is just disgusting, like um, like. Well, like like insects and stuff like a lot of the um, right. Asian countries will get a fill of their protein off of like eating insects and stuff and to us we're like that's absolutely disgusting but I mean it's kind of smart because they're everywhere and if you need to survive you're gonna get a lot of protein off of insects <laughs> but we're just no way right right so um yeah, so the, I I think that's a that's a really good point because like we, I I believe in universal morality, mm-hmm. as in we all have it written on our DNA. I mean, however you want it, on our soul, however you want to describe it, as things that are not okay. Right. Um, some of those things would be like um, I don't know, uh, mut- mutilation of bodies. Mm-hmm. That's probably not cool, right? Like, we know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you know, like, that. that's just some of the stuff that come comes up in the movie. Um, euthanasia is kind of a thing that happens in the movie, which is, like, I guess not something I would completely disagree with, but then it's, like, brutally violent for them, which I would disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, like just as a small example, um, I don't know. That was a big takeaway I had, and also I don't know if you remember, but all the all the most of the people there, besides the main character, um, as the as the female Danny, uh, are all anthropology students. Right, right. Yeah, that was a big thing. That um, yeah, that's kind of why they're there. Yeah, they're there to study the culture, which I think is cool because it brings up a whole lot of really cool, uh, um, well, dialogue about you know, kind of the the. The, the meaning behind the the movie is they're all studying this and talking about you know it um it has the one guy from uh uh the good place i thought that was kind of funny because i've never seen him in like a serious role yeah before. Was, was he the uh <laughs> the black guy uh yes he was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay i only say that because i i do recall him being the only black Yes, I, he was. Person yeah, it was film. set in Sweden. That's like a, yeah, he was a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, other people knew that. I didn't. I didn't know the, what that is. I didn't know the good place. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Check it out. Yeah, I, right. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, but everybody else picked that up before me. Um, yeah, like, but the the anthropology part made me think about that because to me, in no way. <laughs> was this supporting the idea that hey other cultures are okay it's like no other well other cultures can be okay but hey like there are practices that are not like like clearly some of this shit is not okay right yeah um, yeah, yeah 
I'm sorry, cutting your pubes and feeding them to somebody <laughs> to get them to have sex with you is not okay. Yeah, right. I completely agree. Um, <laughs> I mean, <what? laughs> I'm just saying. Do you, I don't. Do uh, you? But do you know of any like I- any like ideologies that are immoral across the board to every single culture? Well, see. Okay, so I mean, you bring up a good point because I want to say something like murder. Um, and but murder kind of already has a con connotation in our culture because there's other there are like cultures who are I, and these are cultures who are like small isolated like you know jungle cultures who mm-hmm. you know are deep deep in vast jungles and haven't had any outside influence um but they settle things violently sometimes mm-hmm. you know not every culture like that i'm just saying there are some that settle it violently that we would consider violent right we could even possibly consider it murder um it you know that is a good point it is hard I mean, because I could even say, like, you know, well, obviously anything sexual involving children, you would think, would not be okay across many cultures. But pretty sure, like, the Romans kind of weren't super great about that. Like, they- yeah, and it also, yeah, it also depends on the, the like the time and context too. Because you know, back in the day, like, people only lived until they were they they died at a young age in the in the days of like you know the sixteen hundreds and shit. Because so it was kind of more normal back then to marry someone that was thirteen. Um, but because right. of, but because of time and advances in modern medicine today, that's considered a child, obviously. But five hundred years ago. Who knows? Right. And not that it would like make it okay then necessarily, but we're also talking about a culture that is so far removed from any sort of, like you said, advancements in medicine or technology yeah. that it maybe, maybe they're okay. So maybe this, that is the point of the movie, maybe, right? Like maybe there is like an underlying subtext of it's very easy to cast the first stone in a situation. And not assess cultures properly. Right, yeah. Because I do think there is a tendency to sort of take our Western American white Christian ideas and oppose them on every other culture, and then we make other cultures look bad. Yeah, Um, for sure. However, we're not looking at it contextually and and things like that, like you said. Not that it necessarily would negate any of the ethics. However, ignorance can put you in a certain position. If you don't know, and, well, shit, now we're weirdly talking about morality, (laughs) because if you don't know what's right or wrong, or if you have no context besides what you've experienced, then is it right or wrong? Yeah, that's a huge question. Because earlier I said I believed in universal morality, and now I'm starting to wonder, do I? Because <laughs> right, I don't know. That's hard because people only operate based on their their context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. I don't know, yeah, man. That's that is such a good point. Um, but I, I would like to believe that everyone has in them a deep, you know. It, yeah, I'm not gonna say it comes from God, the way they were raised, raised, or any sort of external um, influences. I think that 
everyone knows or should know that murder is bad, incest is bad, uh, just at an instinctual level. I, I think it's just there. I I mean I think so, right? Like I I feel that way. But I feel like somebody who, you know, probably is an anthropologist would be like, oh, well, here's this culture that functions this way based on this yeah, set of beliefs. And right. It, I, it, it is a trick. But here, but here's the here's the whole thing. That's why I like this movie, because it made me really think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that no, that's, that's not- a really good point. Yeah. No, I think I, I think that was definitely uh, kind of intended in a way. Just um because that's that that is kind of a big underlying thing. Shoo. All right. Well, let's wrap this up real quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Midsummer is a challenging film to watch. Complete and utter s- assault on your senses. But uh, I I th- I think there's a lot of subtext there that really will get you thinking. And I think because mm-hmm. of that, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I think you know, kind of. Yeah, I, I said earlier, like I, I, it's not one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Um, but I think it's going to be an important movie, um, just because. Yeah, there's so much like really cool subtext and um, imagery that people are going to be talking about this movie for a long time. I think so. I would be yeah. surprised if it just kind of like flew under the radar. Um, yeah. There is a lot going on, and also, I guess if you just like movies and like cinematography, just watch it for that reason because it's fucking yeah. beautiful. Yep, absolutely. You yeah. can just like mute it, maybe, and watch it that yeah. way, <laughs> just to see it. That would be even more confusing. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that would be an interesting watch party. Just watch Midsummer muted and just try and piece that fucking thing together. Right. It doesn't make sense with sound. Exactly. <laughs> uh okay so let's uh wrap this up here um let's get into uh what you cranking all right so let's go ahead and get this out of the way i have been cranking um i haven't been listening to a lot of music because i work so close to home now and also i don't have none of the shit works in my car where i could actually plug my phone in now so i only have the radio right um, um, but anyways, I haven't had a whole lot of time to listen to music, but what I have been listening to usually like later at night, if I'm just hanging out like, you know, with headphones and stuff, I have been cranking the Beatles. Nice. And I know how you feel about the Beatles. Um, absolutely. Right. But yeah, no, I've just been like going back and listening to the Beatles and I've been listening to the Beatles and I think that is a fair way to listen to the Beatles. I've just been jamming. You know, I've been listening mm-hmm. to Helter Skelter. Oh yeah. You know, and come together. I I put on their hits. Like I'm not there mm-hmm. because I will say that as I've gotten older, I, I think the Beatles are an archetype. Whether you really want to agree or not, I think they're an archetype of modern rock music specifically. However, um, man, I I don't have time to listen to the White Album anymore, right? I'm not gonna listen yeah. to that shit all the way through. Like, you know, give me you know, uh, you know, Revolution, and give me Blackbird, and I'll move on with my day. Like, just give me the hits. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and play yeah, the hits. Sure. Give me the hits. <laughs> yeah. And I'll move on. But yeah, just weirdly enough, the Beatles. I don't know why. I just think. Um. I think that the Beatles have, especially late Beatles, um, they wrote songs without any intention of playing them live. 
So I, I do think there's magic there. But I don't know. Like, if you listen to, like, Happiness is a Warm Gun, they never had any intention of ever playing that song live. And if you really yeah. listening listen, listen to it, like, really hear all the instruments moving and the recording, it, I, I think it brings more to the song, personally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, okay. Yeah, cool. I, uh, yeah, I don't really have any follow up questions because you know how I feel about the Beatles, but, yeah. Um, well, real quick, I don't know if everybody else does. <laughs> it. It, you just feel that they're overrated. That's how you feel. Yes. You're not yes. like they're terrible. Uh, You're just like, no, I don't think they're terrible. They have some really good songs. Um, yeah, I I like I, I I like their like kind of like bluesy songs. I think that was a really good uh, um, you know thing they should have done more of. Um, like they're they they yeah they like well like Helter Skelter is one. Yeah. Don't let me down. Oh yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. That's that's on that uh, that's on Let It Be. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Well, we found a Beatles song I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shocker. Um, no, I think the uh, the best member of the uh, the Beatles is uh, George Martin, um, is the guy that produced all of the Beatles albums. Uh, I think he's the best member uh, because he had so many cool, unique things that they did in the studio that have never um, been done before. Um that the way that I, I think the reason the reason they're so iconic is because of how cool the albums sound, um, and that has nothing to do with Lennon or McCartney. They had no idea what they were doing, but George Martin was like, "Well, let's just fucking try this. Let's just uh, grab a mic and put it in front of your amp and swing it around in circles, and that's you know, cool shit that that nobody has done before or like probably done since <laughs> um yeah you know like, like the biggest thing i could probably say is like yeah the beatles really were only ever there by luck but i <laughs> think i think they knew that yeah um you know i think they were aware but i don't disagree by any means <laughs> i i think yeah i mean i don't know yeah. i wrote a song cool, about man. an octopus <laughs> right. Um, what I have been cranking is completely opposite of that. Um, I sent you a video a few weeks ago um, of this band. They are a group called Brothers from Another. Um, oh, they are a yeah. yeah. They are a hip hop duo from Seattle, um, and I really like these guys a lot um it's basically two kids that like they put out an album in 20 their last album was 2015 so they, they've only put two albums um but they're from the seattle hip-hop movement so they're kind of big out there like um and i've talked about seattle hip-hop before i think it's the best um like blue scholars uh common market even like macklemore's from seattle all those guys um so yeah, these two guys that put out an album, and they're probably like 25. They're super young. Um, they put an album called uh, "This Summer" has a whole bunch of really good shit on it. Um, but it's just good, man. It's like uh, it's like kind of like classic throwback, old school hip hop. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Check out the song "Blame It on My Youth." I think that's the video I sent you. Um, they're just having fun, man. That's what it's all about. They put out a they put out a single not too long ago called "Milkshake," which makes me optimistic that they're going to put out something else, which is cool because um, I just kind of stumbled upon these guys actually. Um, I, I list well, I subscribed to this subreddit called "Listen to This," and yeah. somebody posted a video 
um, of this guy named Travis Thompson, who's another guy I've been listening to lately, um, and I sent you that video too. Um, he was he he's actually a little bit more popular than Bro- Brothers from Another because he was featured on a Macklemore song. <laughs> um, he was in ah. the Macklemore song Corner Store. Um, but then somebody posted a link to like his, you know, his music videos and somebody commented was like, is that brothers from another? And like the, so he's in like the very brothers from another is in the beginning of that horchata video that I sent you. Uh, and I was like, Oh, brothers from another they're they're a group too. I'll have to check them out. So I did. And I like them so much. <laughs> no. So, okay. I'm done rambling. No, no, no. That's fair because I just went back through our text to find that. And I do remember I was actually really drunk when you sent those to me. Um, I like <laughs> Travis Thompson better. Um, yeah, because okay. he's like a fucking kid. Yeah, but he so kind of has I bars like though. Yeah, he's dude. He's so good. Um, but yeah, I I went back and the the reason I'm not talking about him is because his stuff that he has on Spotify is not like as good as that uh, horchata video that I sent oh, you. I like see. he's got some good stuff, but. Like, if I'm going to sit down and listen to one or the other, it's Brothers from Another. So, gotcha. But Travis Thompson is also very, very good. Cool. So, yep. Yeah. I do cool. agree. <laughs> I, I can, I could sign off on that. I do agree. Cool. Um, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. This went on pretty long. Uh, thank you guys. And we're back in the swing. So, we're going to keep being here talking about shit uh, that we don't really know anything about. Yep, absolutely. So uh, be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram. We're Knuckleball Studios all on that. Got a Spotify playlist called What You Crankin'. Check that out. It's pretty much it. Oh, we're on you Spotify, can email us if you want. Now. Oh, we are on Spotify, yeah. I forgot so, about that. I mean, if you're listening to this on Spotify, then that means nothing. <laughs> but yes. You know. <laughs> if you want to, you can. Just fly. Yes. So, yeah, which is super cool. So, um, we're official. We made it, Mom. Suck it. All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye.